You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Self-Worth Circle. This week, I'm very excited. I'm here sitting next to Eva, and on the line, we have... Carolina Gruner, who is a self-taught artist. Welcome, Carolina. How are Thank you, doing you today? I'm doing really good today. We have uh, the sun is shining and there's snow on the ground, so it's really nice. Winter is here. Finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are you based again? Uh, in Sibo. Sibo. It's like 30 minutes outside of uh, the Helsinki Center. Um, here in a little uh, old uh, wooden house. And I have my studio separate next to the house. So it's a small little paradise. Oh, that sounds absolutely magical. Yeah, also, I love it. snow now. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just to give our listeners kind of a visual, we're sitting here like in our home studio, Julia's home on the floor, but we're looking at uh, Carolina. Um, on our laptop and behind her she has like these two huge beautiful paintings that are just so dreamy and magical and I don't know they I feel like they your art kind of like has this pull you know I feel like certain people are very like drawn to it almost like it's I don't know it must be like your energy that you put into it it's like very spiritual and deep and and magical and I because I, I know like Julia and myself we both love it but I, I have a few other friends that are really like obsessed with your art and we all, <laughs> all share that in common like with it has this whole, like magnetism almost oh I'm so happy to hear that because that's really what I want to share with my art is that like sense of magic and um uh, endless possibilities and just like you know this pure beautiful energy so I'm happy to hear it's coming through <laughs> yeah it definitely is so before we dive in a little bit deeper into this conversation do we want to give our listeners a little bit of a background story about yourself and um yeah just tell our listeners who you are and where you come from, what you do, so forth. Yeah, so I'm um, soon turning 38 uh, and I started painting um, uh, soon eight years ago. Um, after having lived for, what was it, like 30, 31 years, a very, uh, what I would call a timid life where I was very insecure and very, felt very lost, um, didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and everybody else seemed like they were, they had their life on track and knew where they were going and um, yeah, so I felt quite um, alone maybe and very insecure. Um, so um I sort of like hid in this safe job and I hid in this uh, um, sort what you would call a safe relationship, hid behind it. Um, uh, and that relationship um, ended um, 2012 in a very, for me, dramatic manner. 
So it was just basically like ripped away from me, which was my, had been my biggest fear to like be alone because then I knew I needed to find out who am I and what do I want to do with my life? Uh, but somehow, uh, having that taken away, I found this enormous, uh, sense of uh, relief and freedom and power because um i don't know it just felt so good probably because i was so um fearful in that relationship so when the relationship was gone i had nothing to be fearful of anymore um and i got so empowered so i decided in that at the same time, also, I had like a health scare. So I was going through like a lot of changes in my life all at once. And then <clears throat> I decided that I have nothing to lose. I, I like got the, really the like, fuck it attitude. I don't, I know <laughs> I don't want to be yeah, the best. <laughs> I know I don't want to be in this job forever. I had been there for eight years. So I quit, even though I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Um, so I quit that as well. So I had no relationship, uh, health scare, no job, but it felt so incredibly good to just take a huge leap of faith towards the complete unknown. Uh, wow. And one day I just got such a strong intuition. I have been painting uh, or being creative my whole life. That was like my haven as a young, younger person. Um, but I never had the self-esteem to think that I could like actually do it. And I never dared finish a painting, for example, because I was always so afraid I would ruin it. So this one day I got the, such a strong uh, thought in my head that put out on Facebook now that you will paint a painting uh, after the first theme and someone gives you. So I put it out there, even though I was terrified and I got a theme straight away, which was SpongeBob. And uh, I just knew straight away what to paint. I just like the colors called me and I took out my oil paints, which were, were always like so scary to me, the oil paints. I took them out. I had this small canvas board and I just started painting. And it's the most big cliche ever, but I was home. Like I knew that this is why I am on this planet is to do this. And I never stopped painting since that. <laughs> And all of a sudden, wow. like from one wow. second to the next, I was from the most insecure person, the most like secure person. I just knew this is what I am here to do. And I'm going to do this no matter what. That is very like, it's, you know, it's funny. Um, I've, I can really kind of feel what your story, I've had similar experiences in my life when I kind of let go of really big things. And it's when you like finally release and let go of something huge, be it like a relationship, a job, another country, you have this magnetism. It's like, it's almost like in your aura, like your everything shifts and you can really, it's like this, I know this is also another cliche, like the world is your oyster. You can create manifest anything so like what you just shared is I fully a hundred percent like I've also felt that and it's it's a really magical feeling and it's like you can tell like what we were saying like you can tell that your art is like spiritual too like there is depth to it and and it's um very powerful 
But I was wondering, because you, I mean, you have so many pieces of art and you're continuously creating, 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 like how, how to find inspiration for, for all these pieces of art and, and like, how does one piece get born? for instance, and do you ever, I mean, several questions, and do you ever kind of like <laughs> feel that you're in a rut or you can't, you don't have that like creativity? Yeah, I, it might look like, yes, that I paint uh, all the time, but I definitely do not. And when I started, I was single. And um, so for basically like, I was in a relationship, but you know, it wasn't that intense. So um I had a lot of time. It was just me and my dog, basically. So I did paint from morning till night, from morning till night. I just lived for it. Um, but since I became a mother four years ago, obviously uh, the time is not the same. Um, so I, um, I've learned to, I've had to learn, or I have gotten the opportunity to learn um, to manage my time or to like become, how would I say, become one with the flow. Because when you have 24 seven to do whatever you want to do, uh, you don't really notice uh, or you don't take those um, moments of, ah, oh, this isn't going anywhere. As serious as when you're like uh, on a limited time then you can easily feel like if you go to the studio and you have this day to paint and it's not really like flowing, then you can get frustrated. Uh, and I've had a lot of that. Uh, so I've learned now that um, when I surrender to it, to whatever it is, that's that, like, that is my biggest uh, source of inspiration is to surrender to whatever it is. So, having gone from um, only wanting to create beautiful, perfect masterpieces, I now have learned to surrender to, if I want to paint, even though I feel it's not like flowing, uh, I accept that, okay, I choose to still paint and it's probably gonna be like a, feel like a mess and feel like it's not getting anywhere, but I'm still okay with that. And sort of the like surrender to whatever is, is just, that's the back door or the gateway to the uh, energy of flow and creativity, I feel. And that, okay. that, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is like, you're talking about life because with the whole world situation right now, we're kind of sitting in restrictions and there's limits and we we can't really expand into the flow in the same way as we could you know before this um and as you said it's all about that surrendering into it and being with whatever is there in the moment yeah I think it's beautiful how you're how you're putting it but sorry I interrupted you <laughs> no well, that's it's good because I was feeling like I was just rambling <laughs> no no but, not at all yeah absolutely the the acceptance acceptingting what is uh, of course not so that you get like if we talk about the situation in the world right now that you get trampled upon that your human rights get trampled upon that but that's a whole nother subject um, well what was I gonna say <laughs> I lost my, it. my fault 
No, but like about the creative flow and how you surrender to it, even though you feel like it's not maybe going, going, you know, anywhere, you're just kind of, you're still choosing to create and then that you were, that's, I think. Yeah. And taking the responsibility. I'm like a big (laughs) believer in uh, taking responsibility for your own life and for what happens in your life. So if I feel ah, this isn't going anywhere, but I'm still going to choose to paint, to like go against the flow, basically. Uh, then I need to take responsibility for that. Okay, I'm, it doesn't feel good, but I'm choosing to do it. And if, um, if I start resisting that it doesn't feel good, then it gets even worse. But if I accept that, okay, it's not like moving anywhere, but still I'm choosing to do this. You know, do you see where I'm going? It's the same, like, just to be awake, uh, to be like a little bit more object, looked at oneself objectively. Like I'm choosing to do this and um, I can choose to do something else as well. And this, what I've said in these um, workshops that I've had now is that the, the canvas is and has shown me so strongly f- during these eight years. It's like you can either choose to see it as just a blank canvas and, and you're splashing paint on it. Or you can choose to see it as a mirror to yourself. Like it will, the creative process will mirror you to yourself. It will show you how you are, um, how you are, um, how you are in the process of life. Uh, you know, how you uh, react to when things don't go your way or how you react to when things get too pretty, are you scared of ruining them? You know, are you scared of moving forward? Or do you want to just live in a box? It'll show you everything about yourself if you're just open to seeing in that way. And always the uncomfortable parts of the creative process is they're only there to teach you, to tell you that, hey, look, you have a little knot here or a lock or an issue here. And if you just don't, don't try to hide it and don't resist it, just like look at it and what is it trying to tell you? And that's the same in life. Like if you have a conflict in a relationship or something doesn't feel good, it's there to tell you something. It's not there to, to um, you know, tease you or mess with you. It's there to tell you something. Like they say in non-dual tantra, the only way is true. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Whatever we try to just put aside will just become uh, bigger when it comes uh, in front of you the next time. Right. Yeah, what you resist persists. Um, yeah. So what, because with all your creations have like unique names and, and are these, are you give the names like after when it's, when the piece is created or is it something kind of like that's, you get the name during the process? Uh, it's everything. Sometimes the name just comes um, when I used to create like a lot, a lot. I used to have these just names pop in and I used to write them down. And then I knew that at some point this painting will be born. Uh, or then it comes when I'm painting and all of a sudden this like line starts repeating in my head. And then I just know that, okay, so this is the name of the painting. And then um, sometimes it just needs to get ready uh, and if it's not coming, I need to just quiet my mind and then eventually it'll come. And sometimes when I'm listening to music, 
it'll be like, oh, that's the name or something. Like it just, it just, they just come. And it's so nice to see, interesting to see how the, the combination of the artwork and the title is usually like what, what's the thing like for the people who buy these paintings. They're like, I love the artwork. And when I saw the title, it was just like, yes, that's like, that's, you've made that for me. So it's really, yeah, it's, it's as important, I feel. Otherwise it would be like a book without a title somehow. And so when you like, have you always um, been drawing or painting or like even before you, well, you said that when you kind of turned 30, that was when this big life change and, and that relationship was released or ripped, ripped off of you and, and you started painting more from that Facebook um, <laughs> post. But like before that, was art still a part of your, your life on your journey and, and in what way? Yeah, like always, I remember I loved drawing in school and I loved like ceramics and like all the everything like that had to do with your hands. Um, and art has always been a part of my life <clears throat> already through my grandfather who passed away like so many years ago. My mother was a young girl, so I never met him, but he painted a lot. And so our house was always filled and is still uh, with his artwork. Um, and I used to, as a little child, just dream, dream, dream and wish so much that he would have still been alive. So he would have been able to teach me how to paint and use the oils and all of that. Um, my mom um, also, she liked to uh, collect art and like in that way, she like bought these you know, funny looking, they felt funny looking sculptures and artworks and things like that. So it's in that way, it's been a part of my life always. Can I ask you out of curiosity, what did you do before painting? I worked uh, at a shop called Indiska. I'm sure you know it. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, It was like a job that just fell in my lap because one of my friends had promised to be there for uh, summer. And she got another job like in the field where she really wanted to be. So she asked if I could like maybe fill in for her for the summer only. So I did that. I got the job uh, and I just, it just uh, went on and on. And I stayed because I really liked it. And the people there were so nice. I still have like friends from there. Oh, so um, yeah, really nice people. And I really liked it and it was super flexible. So I could like study also at the same time and, all of that, but then just uh, just knowing that it was not my path, you know, always. But it was a really nice. It was like sort of like family, you know. I, I know, a really so, nice so place to be. In a way, you've been kind of like. I mean, I, this is just my opinion. I find like the the <laughs> items they sell are beautiful. So you, like you've always been, or not always, but you've been kind of walking this this path of beauty for a long time in one way yeah like you surround yeah yourself with beauty but now you create it with which is way more empowerful and yeah empowering um yeah and I learned so much when you are at the job you might not know what you're learning but like I realized when I set off to do my own thing you know the marketing and the everything that you've just subconsciously like sucked in so you just I learned so incredibly much during those eight years because we also got responsibility there. And, and like you, 
yeah, it was just really, really good to have that. And what about then like the, like the transition from becoming, um, well, from that job to becoming an artist, like, was there kind of some, some time you were still doing like being a part-time artist, like how did that, that kind of transition look like and how, how was that to become a a full-time artist? It was a few years, uh, transition. First I, um, when I then started painting, from the day I like painted like a maniac for two or three months. And then I had my first exhibition and I used up all of my savings, which were not like, it wasn't a lot. Um, because I had always like had the minimum wage basically that we do here in Finland, but still I don't, yeah, I don't use so much money. So I don't, I didn't need so much either. Um, so I spent all my savings painting for two or three months, had my first exhibition in my friend's, uh, clothing shop, uh, a shop that's not anymore, um, there, but it, Nomad, I'm sure you know it. It was on Frederick in Gato in Helsinki then. So uh, they offered me the chance to have my exhibition there, which was really nice. So we had that, uh, together with their uh, Nomad's birthday, um, and then, uh, yeah, I was really living the like starving artist life. Um, and I dared to, because I did have my parents. Did to you say starving or starving? starving. Both. Starving. <laughs> starving artist. Like it was, <laughs> uh, first and foremost, well, I made sure my dog got fed, but then it was like every, everything I got went back to materials. And then, well, Bill's dog and then materials. And then, like, my food was at the bottom of the list. But I had, you know, the safety net of parents. I could go to the grocery shop with my mom if I didn't, couldn't afford to buy food for myself. So, and then uh, also Nomad offered me um, the chance to work there, like, part-time, really flexibly if I needed some money. So I did that for a while, nomad and painting, and then um, a short, short uh, period of um, working at a daycare. I think it was like for a couple of months or something to gather up some more, more money in the bank. And then, uh, then I flew off to Paris in 2013 to be um, an au pair for my cousins. So, and when I came back from there, uh, I think that's when the uh, art started selling so that uh, I didn't really need to work. Um, Still living on a very, very, very small budget. So that basically all money went to rent and bills and material. But slowly but surely, grew and grew and uh now for the past two years i've supported our whole family doing this so that's beautiful yeah and it's a beautiful process also to kind of listen to because um i think when we when you find someone on instagram we kind of just take for granted then that they've been successful forever forever. (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so um but I, I've always had that ask. Oh, 
sorry. No, sorry. I've always had, always had the um, attitude from home that you need to like, you're gonna, you need to like start low and climb upwards, you know, that you, I've not been filled with like pride or, you know, a big ego in that sense that, oh, this job is below me or, oh, it's um, humiliating how low I'm selling for, or, you know, that has been a huge advantage for me, I feel, because I was completely okay with being, um, you know, living on a minimum wage and all of that. So I think that's a big, um, big um, enabler. Like it enabled me to, to um, come into this place naturally without so much resistance because I, what one sees a lot for example, now on Instagram is these like people who start and they want to be famous and like support themselves straight away with what they do. And then they're, because that's not maybe happening, there's this huge frustration and like desperation. And, but I've, I, I started this before the whole Instagram life. So, and I always felt so it like grew organically, I feel, and naturally. And, and I think we need to let the process take some time because we need to grow into our new life and our new role and our new self-confidence and our, you know, skills and all of that. So I'm happy it took its time. And what about like, I just find it so kind of like also empowering too, like to have you on, on our podcast, that's called, you know, self-worth circle, because it's, it's a journey that we're both on and feeling more, you know, worthy in our own skin and with our gifts and, and unique talents and whatnots. And, and for you, you've, you, you know, now you are this beautiful, powerful artist uh, that you, you, I mean, at least it feels that you feel very like worthy of, of your art and, and you are like standing in your power, but can you take us back maybe also like, do you, do you have any, do you remember, or was it like something that happened slowly or was there maybe a big shift in, in having that confidence to, you know, also like, cause this is something we've also talked about. I mean, it's completely different with what we do and you do, but with services and putting out like a, you know, a value for what you do and, and feeling like, yes, this is what I'm worth and fully empowering it is something that I feel for women, we, you know, can question a lot. Mm. What was, what has that journey looked like for you? Mm. Yeah, it was like, like it was such a strange feeling to grow, go from my whole life having been so insecure in myself and not thinking I'm like worthy of anything to all of a sudden just having major confidence that this is what I'm, like good at and I'm really good at this and I know this uh like I know this uh, thing that is like paints and canvas I know this combination I know how it works so I just um I I never due to that thanks to that I never had that like um I never like questioned my art or what I was, uh, what I was giving out with it mm -hmm. because there was such a strong, just knowledge in me that, uh, this is what I'm here to do. Wow. 
so but so I for example this thing like with the finding one style I had never even artistic style I had never even that thought had never entered my mind I didn't like know it was a thing until maybe a year ago when I saw on Instagram that people are like trying to find their style and battling with this issue and I was like oh oh yeah oh really can you like because I was always so okay with where I am right now like where I am right now and that is what I feel is the with valuing uh monetary value and like the value of what you do if we are okay with where we are right now and if we just live in right now for example right now my prices have changed uh during the last three years like up and down up and down because my sense of value of the work and of what i am able to produce right now has changed and my ego, of course, had a huge issue with that, that, oh my God, you can't lower your prices. Like, look at everybody else. They're just like raising it. The new artists are having like more expensive paintings than you and blah, blah, blah. But believing those thoughts made me just feel really bad inside. And accepting that right now, this is what I feel is the value of what I do. And right now, this is how I like, feel about myself and that's okay I don't know if this answered at all your question yeah <laughs> yeah a lot and thank you so much for sharing that I feel like it's always when you work with something that is in its way very personal to to you um it can be hard to put a price on your own craft um yeah but it's a beautiful process. And I think it's also something that we, at least I tend to look outside for the answers too much sometimes instead of sitting with it and asking myself of what this one workshop is worth or what I feel like this offering might be worth. So thank you for that. Yeah. And with um, that, it's the... Um, when exactly when one starts looking outside for the worth, one just gets super confused. Uh, and I have like, without like, hopefully not sounding so cocky. <laughs> I know <laughs> that my, from seeing the reactions of what my work uh, creations bring people, and from listening to my heart, I know that they give so much when they come to the right person and that I am allowed to like receive yes. that energy, which comes in a monetary um, form in, in this case. I'm allowed to receive a worth that is of the same like value. And I think it's just so much about this allowing ourselves because yes, like you said, as women, we are taught, at least we have been, that we are not really allowed to receive so much good. We need to be the ones giving the good and then like forget about receiving it. So there is a lot of work there to do and one has to like be open to working on that as well. And to the dare, dare know your value. That's the biggest one for me. To dare know my value and to dare know the value of what I 
giving to the world. And I'm still learning that. It might look like I'm super secure in that, but it's still a major learning process. I feel like what you just said is medicine. I like that is, yeah. For, yeah. for any entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah. Truly yeah. is. Um, clearly, like you're, I mean, this already, like we mentioned from your art, but just like sitting here now and chatting with you, you're very intuitive and you're very in tune. Um, I know that's just a funny, funny uh, backstory, but I studied with your brother, with your younger yeah. brother. And, uh, and I, he actually like, and then already like, um, I mean, I, I, I have a background in studying business and, and clearly went kind of off road and not, I mean, I, yeah, I'm in business, but I, I don't really do what maybe one would expect to do if you studied at uh, the, the school of economics. But I remember already then uh, we were kind of like hanging out, like we had the same group of friends and I, already then I was very into yoga and practicing yoga and, and your brother, um, he lent me a book from your mother and it was about like uh, intuition and energy healing and all that. So just kind of like um, knowing that you have maybe like this also background in your family of, of spirituality and, and well, yeah, spirituality. Um, was that a big part, um, or a big thing for you growing up or what was, what has kind of like your journey with spirit, if whatever you want to call it, like look like? Oh, I love that question. Um, Mm, I would say that growing up, it was like basically the same as any normal family. It wasn't really like, yeah, I belong to the church. And so, and you did your confirmation. Is that called that in English? And, you know, all of these yeah. things. Yeah. But uh, did you do it? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, God and then us people. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. white, white gowns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but I didn't like really like it never like you know, clicked in me, uh, religion or spiritual, religion, it was called religion. I like not spirituality at that, at that point. Um, and then when my parents divorced, uh, in, I think it was 99 or 2000. So I was around 18. Um, and probably a few years before that, my mom started like soul searching, I think buying these like alternative books and, uh, all of these. They were called alternative at that point. Um, uh, so she, when she started like soul searching, uh, it like I've always loved analyzing myself, and um, I feel I have come to realize how sensitive I am to energies and always have been. So like. I've obviously always been in tune with other people's energies and what they're going through and all of that and loved analyzing it and observing it and uh, yeah, just seeing into people's souls basically. Uh, and so when she started soul searching, ah, oh, I loved it because we were like started talking about these like spiritual things and um getting to know yourself and this alternative dimension. And it was just like, it hit home. It just rang so true in me. So I also started reading these books and, and going more into that, and, you know, auras and 
all of these things that are now just for me, like everyday life, just completely normal. Um, so yeah, I think thanks to her going through her life crisis and, and, uh, finding help, um, in that she introduced me to, to that. And, uh, that's where it basically, I think that's where I became like, sort of like walking down this more spiritual path where I also found help when I had really, really tough times in my life. So I found a lot of help in that, in, in healing and, uh, past lives, like stuff like this. Oh, I love stuff like that. <laughs> so do we. Yeah, so do <laughs> yeah. we. And I really feel like this really reflects in your in your paintings mm-hmm. also when you when you look at them. It's like there's a there's a language of no words behind it. And it's absolutely beautiful. Um again, out of curiosity, because um when you create, is there like some kind of when we now are on the the more you know spiritual subject is are, is there like a ritual or something that you do before you step into you know the container of of art and start to paint or is there like a certain process that you that you like to follow or is it always you know something that looks a little bit different for each piece uh it can look quite different there is not like a certain ritual when I started painting this was like subconscious but I realized now I used to listen so, to so much music like always music when I was painting um and when I've re- what I realized now is that like it could be just the same song over and over and over again for like four or five hours wow. so I was sort of like I've realized now that I was sort of like thanks to the music in some sort of like trance or like completely like in that music so my thoughts were non-existent and that's when those paintings used to be born when I was after those like four or five hours like what how did I do that like I had no clue how I did that it just appeared I just instinctively knew where to put certain colors and what colors to put there and so um, music has been like one of those yeah well maybe a ritual to like um I use it to tap in because everything is energy I believe and we know that scientifically everything is energy so I use it to tap into my favorite uh artists who like have given me uh something emotional in my life how I see it is like I there they have been um they're tapped into the flow that song is tapped into the endless flow of creativity. And when I feel the energy of that song, not listen so much to the words, but I feel the energy of that song, I like tap into that flow. So I can like, you know, piggyback ride on, on that song into creativity. Uh, but now I've noticed, that's why I love using music. But now I've noticed um, in the last months that I don't listen so much to music anymore. Uh, it's more just like me and uh, silence. Uh, and I think it's because I, I'm like developing the, or I know I am also consciously working on developing the, the like skill, if you may, to 
connect with my inner um, silence to the inner peace while things are going on. So like while I am painting, instead of having that music there to basically distract my thoughts, I uh, work on tapping into the silence instead of the thoughts. So I feel like I'm growing more and it's giving me more tools in the rest of my life as well to keep tapping in to that space. Wow, that's so interesting. And it's true, like to what you said, everything is energy. And and I love the combination also of like having the both the silence or or the music or the silence kind of be well the root for from where it stems and grows. Um, you kind of mentioned this already, like you want to like with your your art, you want to give out like that the depth and the magic of the and the spirituality but if is there something else that you feel like when when you like because you are you're sharing beauty with the world but is there something else like with this art that you're kind of like transmuting transmuting like yeah transmuting is a great word for that like other than maybe yeah i yeah, yes like the healing like healing healing is what I hope that my works are for people and healing in like every sense. And like the, because they are all, like they all have in them the energy and the knowledge and the proof of that any dream is possible, like to become reality. They are all proof. They like, they are, it's not, they cannot not have it because I'm every day living my dreams. So they're like, it's so like, <laughs> they just, I don't know. <laughs> I would love someone who can just see energy, you know, in another way than I can to see, to look at them. And I have had people here in my, met people during, uh, across the years, along the years and had people here who like are, who see on a different level. And hearing what they see there is just, it's the most beautiful thing because I get like this reassurance that yes, this work is what I feel that it is. And this work is what I hope uh, to like bring to the world, add to the world. I feel like just having this conversation with you is, I was gonna opening say, the yeah. heart, so oh. you're definitely <laughs> say you're same. definitely aligning yes. people to that place. So I was yeah, I can affirm so that. <laughs> I can affirm that. <laughs> it's great. I was gonna say that same exact. Like I feel the exact same. Like even having this like, conversation oh. with you, it feels like healing or like you're on your path so fully. Like I'm having chills right now. Oh, <laughs> that makes me so, so happy. Rare to like and beautiful wow definitely in it <laughs> definitely <laughs> so what's um what's in the on the horizon for you in the future kind of like with this art and you mentioned that some workshops and and are, are there any lined up now in, in the spring or any other projects or well now maybe not I don't know exhibitions maybe I don't know COVID <laughs> But I've never, I've actually, I did the, the conscious uh, 
decision when I started to not go down the gallery road because um, being like a recovering people pleaser uh, and having other people's opinions and authorities like steer my whole life like I till then because I just was always so I always thought someone else's opinion is more worthy than mine so when I had found that place in myself where I believed in myself and where I found joy in what I was doing I just felt like I want to do this my way and I'm gonna do this my way I don't want anyone telling me that you can't do this or your work is not good enough or your CV is not long enough or you should go to uh, art school or whatever so I decided that this is just like uh, my path and I'm doing it exactly how I want to do it uh, and I'm still doing this that uh, like so I never like planned ahead I was just living each day fully and following this uh, intuitive flow of like where where am I gonna go next and that living like that is so incredibly liberating and empowering and like oh, I just love it so I still make sure that my life is like that so I I don't really plan that's why I'm also maybe not uh like planning these workshops that I had was a bit like a, oh my god I have something in my calendar now <laughs> it feels so weird but um, my plans are have always been and are still uh, uh, self exploration and self growth and uh, <laughs> sorry. Shall I go on? All right. Go. Sorry. Sorry about that. Go ahead. That's okay. I also have dogs. So back. We got the food delivery. Oh, oh nice. The dog food delivery. Oh, and no wonder they're barking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry about yeah. that. So, yeah, the... Um, Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm. I want to to share more like these things face to face with people. So um, I see that there would be like more workshops happening. But as I told you earlier, that I, I I'm feeling on how they could go deeper uh, because that's what I feel gives me lots to go deeper and what like I feel like I'm. That's what. That's my gift to like go deeper. That's what I'm good at to go deeper. And plan wise, um, yeah, right now I'm learning and uh, teaching myself to uh, find peace in myself every day. And that's, I have no other plans basically, but to live, allow each day to bring what it does and uh, find peace in every day. And, uh, just enjoy what I'm doing fully. That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> a very yeah. good plan. This has been such an empowering conversation. Yeah. Can you tell our listeners where and how they can find you and your art? 
Yes, you can find me on Instagram uh, under Carolina Gruner. Uh, and then my website, uh, carolinagruner.com. And then you can, um, there you can uh, join my mailing list. I have sent like two <laughs> emails to my subscribers, but still it's good to have, you know, that backup if you ever want to um, know what's going on. Um, Facebook as well, Carolina Gruner. I don't really remember my art page's name there, but it's there on my personal one. Yeah, Instagram, I share quite a lot of my process and uh, feelings and uh, what I go through and all of these things. And artwork, of course. <laughs> we will also add all, all your links to our show notes so that people can find you. Um, so then we have one last question, and mm -hmm. this is the question we ask everyone uh, that we interview on our show, and it is, what does self-worth mean to you? Wow. Loving yourself. Realizing that you are worthy of uh, receiving love. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for, for your time. We really appreciate it. And you're an inspiration. Like this, I, you know, I'm getting like emotional about it, but sometimes we are really like with Julia, like we're doing this like week after week and for the love of it. And then we have conversations like this and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's like, now I'm starting to cry. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but it makes it like so worth it. It feels so good. Sorry. No, it's yeah. really, really aligned. And um, yeah. Yeah. We, and this has been everything. <laughs> the highlight of the week, yeah. <laughs> if not the for month me or too. year. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to share and for being open for me to share and for connecting with me because I can so feel you even though we are there thank you for shining your light yes oh thank you <laughs> That's inspiration. it inspires other women to shine <laughs> sorry now we're all crying yeah. all right the world needs women like you really so i think this is where we're gonna we're gonna leave this beautiful conversation and a big big thank you to all of our all of our listeners for tapping in today and I am sure this episode left you with your heart open and hopefully the creative creative mind flowing um make sure to follow Carolina and check out her work it's it's pure magic and divine and um, we'll get back to you next week. Big hugs and see you soon. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.